You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. I'd like to welcome back to the studio Andrew Dembina, our food and drinks reporter. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm well today. How are you, Noreen? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good to speak to you. So, what have you got for our listeners this week? Well, a couple of uh, bits of world food and drink news um, today. Going to start off with something that's a massive, massive thing. It's making big inroads in Hong Kong uh, after some other places around the world. Asia is now being taken by storm by plant-based meats. Oh, um, yeah. I think you know what I mean. I yeah? do. I do. That old, that old chestnut. Chestnut. Yeah, chestnut is plant thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe there's some chestnut-based meats. I don't know. Why not? Why not? Exactly. I think pea protein is a popular one. It is. It is. Pea protein is used. Soy is used a lot. And nuts, nuts or chestnuts, but any kind of nuts used to be used a lot in the 1980s for some of the first vegetarian uh, pre-packaged deals that you could get in supermarkets or there'd be nut burgers, nut roasts, and all of these ground nut-based things. I don't know if you ever tried those years ago. Oh, yeah. I, back, back in the day when I used to waitress, when I was a student in the UK, we used to have yeah. uh, a vegetarian option. And you're right, we had a nut roast. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. It, it was, <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of a quaint, uh, been-left-behind phrase, isn't it? Because even you, don't, you don't hear about it in 2019, a, a veggie option. No, a nut being a nut roast. No, exactly. Yeah, I've I've tried them before. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I I preferred the sort of regular beef roast, but yeah, nut roast was all right when when the stock ran out and I had to try a yeah. nut roast. Did Did you enjoy it? No, I didn't. My mum uh, liked them a lot because she tried to be as veggie as she could, but um, they were also. Uh, they, they, they never had the same kind of moisture. One of the things that's happening now with the pea protein and some of these big companies that are processing uh, plant-based meats, as they call them, um, is that they're doing a hell of a lot to keep that juiciness and the texture. The nut roast, I don't know if it was the case with the one served in the fine establishment that you waitressed in, <laughs> but, um, but they, I always found them very dry. They would kind of just dry out when they were baked. Yeah, I, maybe it was. I don't. Remember. It was many, many years ago. The Thomas Beckett was the establishment I worked at, and we had uh, hops in the ceiling as decoration, real hops, and it was kind of a cool little pub. That sounds kind of um, that decoration and feeling sounds more kind of gastro pub before its time in a way. Absolutely, in the good old countryside of Canterbury. <laughs> Is that where it was? Yeah, okay. It was, yes. Well, actually, with all of the craft beer that's around, I have seen Canterbury ales that are sold in Hong Kong. Oh, really? And so, therefore, the hops would have been quite, you know, local local decoration that sort of reflects a little bit of that small-scale brewing industry that is there. Definitely, yeah. It was a lovely yeah. little pub. Anyway, back to our yeah. nut roast and back to plant-based meat. Plant-based meats. Let's keep on track, Noreen. Come on. It's, um, it is everywhere these days, as we're saying. Uh, restaurant menus, supermarket shelves around Hong Kong, and very much so in the rest of the world. Now, a report came out last week by CNBC uh, to- looking back at how plant-based meats are doing in the U.S. because the U.S. is the biggest consumer of them in the world at the moment. And Beyond Meat, which is uh, one of the big names in the producers, surprised many this May when it uh, launched uh, on the NASDAQ in, uh, on the 1st of May. 
and its stocks rocketed by 163% one day later after Whoa. it was listed. Now, that's a pretty big vote of confidence, right? Um, in, 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 and another other big votes of confidence for the fact that some mega fast food places like Burger King, White Castle and some other popular chains have recently introduced uh, faux meat, plant-based meat burgers into their repertoire, into their menu. Uh, McDonald's has not uh, done this. It hasn't entered the game at the present. Maybe it's waiting to see if this is going to be a passing trend, like things that we've mentioned umpteen times before, Noreen in Hong Kong, Japanese cheesecake, Portuguese egg tarts, and all of those other things that have come and gone very quickly in a year or, or so in, in Hong Kong, or whether this is going to be something which feels like it is. I, I think, what do you think, Noreen, going to be a lasting demand to the I, customer? Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of a lasting demand because you've got people who, you've got people who um, want to eat veggie food, and those people are going to stay vegan or, or vegetarian for for their reasons. I think mm. it's going to keep. I think it'll be like the bubble tea trend, which is still trendy. Well, yeah. Although that was something in one of our reports that we discussed recently about that poor twelve-year-old girl in uh, Zhejiang oh. Province in China. Do you remember that X-ray? Don't have too <laughs> many bubble teas, folks, because <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but 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 but. Just back to that CNBC uh, report last week, though, from what they're seeing and what they're saying, um, the the increases of uh, plant-based meat protein is up by 36% in the year uh, that preceded last March. So in the year before March, calendar year, 36% up. That's a massive increase. That's in the US of plant-based meat. So what's driving the demand? As you say, more people are becoming vegetarian and vegans but about 86 percent of people buying the non-meat burgers in the u.s are so-called omnivores meaning that they eat across all food types you know they want to have a diversified diet um i, I mean I, I i my my family actually has been eating some of the uh, one of the big brands of uh, of the plant-based uh, burgers as hamburgers sometimes and they're really good that's mm. you know and you can you know, they're around, they're expensive, but they're good. They're, they're more than some good quality uh, beef burgers, actually. Have you tried them yourself? I have, and sometimes I have a craving for it. The, the, the good old, well, we can't say it really, but the, the one that begins with a B and it has like a... a yeah, that's char- the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's really yummy yeah. and has a real char-grilled flavour to it. Exactly. It, 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 that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. They've, yeah. really, they're, they're, they've got that kind of smokiness uh, or char-grilled flavour into it. That's a very clever little touch, as is the... Uh, the, the, the moisture and some of you know a lot of the brands are doing this as well like i mentioned before um getting a juiciness in there in the case of the of that particular one they're using beetroot to get some juices impossible foods with the, which is the second largest um plant meat producer um is using something else um, which is plant-based um which it kind of tells us a little bit about but it doesn't tell us everything that creates their juiciness it's remaining less transparent than the one that begins with b um impossible says that 90 percent of its customers are carnivores so at some point eat meat now this is what's amazing and this is why i don't think it's going anywhere and why mcdonald's will jump on the bandwagon because it's all about business for these fast food chains um and if 90 percent of people um are eating from from one company and uh, the other company is saying 86 percent 
of those who do eat meat, then it's a healthy alternative. These are the times we're living in where people want to eat less salt, less less sugar, and so on. They'll they'll, they'll you know it's it's all about having a balanced diet. So um, it's my other... it's, it's go on. Go sorry. on. Yeah, I was going to say my, my only other concern is that you know uh, the WHO warns of processed food and processed meat. You know things like salami. Yeah. And, um, yeah, cured meat. I sometimes, or sausages, you know, this is a type of processed meat or processed food as well. So I wonder if the, the, I mean, I know the environmental, um, impacts of okay. it, but I wonder if it outweighs the sort of health benefits or vice versa. This, How, is, how does it this work? is a fantastic point. Fantastic point. I was going to come to this. Let's jump to it now because you brought up a very, very important point. Um, because, um, those big brands that we've mentioned and others are processed foods. Um, there has been concern about this in the US. One registered dietitian at the Charge Group, um, which is a, a dietitian uh, clinic in the US, recently put them in the indulgence category and she added that people who are eating veggie burgers uh, up to a few times a week should really take a look at what they're doing and either make homemade ones uh, themselves or cut down because the processed soybean uh, um, or peas that are being used strips out some of the nutrients that are traditionally found in either whether it's a soybean burger or peas. It's taking out those natural ingredients in the processing um, that that happens on, uh, on a mass scale. Plus, additional unhealthy compounds are present in these natural burgers because additives are put in there. The labelling normally will show what they are, but if you're not reading those and thinking for ages about exactly what you're putting into your body, there are unhealthy compounds that on a regular basis shouldn't be eaten too often. And dietitians are always going to say that whole foods rather than processed foods are the best way to go. So that is a very that is a very valid point. Excellent um, reporting. However, Thanks, Andrew. I, I'll bear that in mind because that's what Ian, you know, Ian Pula, he's a vegetarian as well. And so he talks about how there's excessive uh, coconut oil being mm. used in these burgers for their patties to keep them yeah. so moist. So yeah, as, as you One know, coconut them. oil is a saturated fat. So too much of it is actually not yeah. so good for your... Oh, yes, that's that's right. One of them is using a uh, is a, is using a uh, particularly um, sort of um, generous amount of coconut oil. I, I won't <laughs> mention which one, but that is. But, he, but Pula, Mr. Ian Pula, has a fine point there. Um, it, 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 it's funny how um, sophisticated these uh, th- these alternatives have become. Though we mentioned the nuts roast earlier, uh, which bears no resemblance to these almost meat-looking and tasting with the char effects and everything else burgers but um in, in in i also remember i don't know if you do black bean burgers in the 1980s you might not this might be before your time actually um it's uh, there was a there was a there was a burger chain in the uk that on the back of nut roasts becoming popular started serving black bean burgers and these had have you ever tried that black bean uh, black bean meat substitute? No, I can't say I've tried a black bean burger, Andrew. But enlighten okay. enlighten well, us. Yeah, I mean it doesn't really taste as, uh, anything as strongly as black bean that you might have had in Cantonese cuisine at all. But um, but it but it it did have a chewier texture than 
say, the crumbly nut roast or soya bean burgers. However, they have almost but disappeared. So the very cutting-edge uh, combinations that we're seeing these, these days, with some of them being more transparent about others with what are going in there, are making people think who are in a hurry and eating on the fly that, that it's a healthier alternative than meat, which, according to um, dietitians, is okay. Just don't have it too often. Okay, that's that's good yeah, to know. Yeah. Okay, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. At the other end of uh, talking about a healthy diet, something else that I wanted to mention was that in the UK, there's a bit of news that came out last week. A British biscuit maker is offering three hundred and fifty pounds. That's more than. 3,000 Hong Kong dollars at the current exchange rate to spend a day eating biscuits. So that's 350 pounds for you and also you're allowed to bring a friend to spend the day eating biscuits. That's like a dream. That sound, <laughs> it's a dream job for me. <laughs> Where Listen, is... <laughs> to you. Listen to you. A dream job. You've just been saying, well, hang on a sec. What if there's too much coconut oil in your burger and now you want to spend the whole day eating cookies? It's different. It's you're comparing you're you're comparing burgers and biscuits. All right. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, let me tell you about this because it was something that did catch the news because it's such a one of these clever promotional things, really. I suppose the the successful applicant will join Maryland Cookies in its innovation centre to eat cookies all day. Mm -hmm. Now you spent some time being educated in the UK. Those those are chocolate chip cookies. I don't know if you know them, but it's a popular brand over there. Um, and it's the, the the person who will go along with one friend allowed to join them will be basically testing yet to be released products, plus testing a few variations on the base chocolate chip cookie from this company to see whether they should be adding certain ingredients or more, and seeing what these two people think of them. It's a consumer tasting sort of challenge for a day but really however much you might like cookies after the second or third hour could you keep going Noreen if you're doing a whole day what do you reckon for sure for sure <laughs> okay no hesitation she didn't let up folks okay well they're, they're, they're looking for someone I, I'll tell you this then the uh, applications are open Noreen Mir, until the 26th of July so you've still got time to get yours in and uh, the official cookie taster will have the uh, not much of a hardship, according to your interpretation, of going through the whole range of this biscuit maker, and they'll also create their own flavour to enjoy, uh, you know, and can, they can take away and uh, at the end of the day as an experience to, uh, to share with their family and friends. Um, so there's, um, I'll, I'll just mention for the listeners, of course, <laughs> of course, Noreen, you won't really be doing this, will you? But, I've got, well, I've got my maternity uh, <laughs> leave coming up and I've got my pen and paper ready. <laughs> Fire away. Give right. us the details. Well, well, all, 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 I'll, all I'll say, because the articles uh, mentioned, and I did go to the site, but there's an, the, you, do you know the, uh, the website Airtasker, which is uh, it's a website, it's an international website where you, can, um, where you can employ people. So Maryland cookies are listed on airtasker.com, and people can find that there if they, if they feel like uh, going to Scotland, because the, uh, the factory is in Edinburgh, um, apply by the 26th of July. I'm, I've That's... written all of that down. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, that about 
wraps up our report for this week, Lorraine. Excellent reporting, Andrew. Thank you so much for sharing burgers and biscuits with our listeners uh, this Thursday afternoon. And I look forward to chatting with you uh, again very soon. Thank you very much for your time this week. Thanks, Lorraine. Bye now. Bye now.